everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today. We're continuing on our end of the year uh, ranking episodes that we do every January. And today we are talking about the non-Hallmark Christmas movies. And so, of course, I had to bring on my friend Michelle is here. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, good. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, like a, a little reward for all of the movies that we watched. <laughs> that we get to talk about all of the other sort of favorite ones. Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, I felt like there was such a variety and it was really hard to narrow it down to 10 for me at least. Yeah, it wasn't so much hard for me. It was the order. Um, yeah. I feel like it's always the order for me. <laughs> um, but I, th- I feel like I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Um, had to rejiggle some stuff this morning, but. Yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah there were some tough cuts for me I went back and forth really that eight the like nine and ten spot were were hard for me <laughs> I, I there was a few that go. I I had to accept just weren't good enough like ones that I was really looking forward to that didn't quite make the cut um that I was like yeah I, I need to move you <laughs> you just weren't you just didn't cut it like what's can you give an example um so Christmas to Treasure I was really really looking forward to and it just yeah I had to move it from number 10 to number 11 just because my number 10 just was so good and I I'm excited to watch that one again whereas Christmas to Treasure was really Yeah. yeah high expectations that doesn't quite yeah the chemistry like we talked about that just wasn't mm-hmm. quite there the 12 days of christmas eve um i had to push yeah that, that was a number. tough cut for me too yeah, I liked that, that was one a lot. very good as well uh, <clears throat> um but yeah i had to cut that one as well uh yeah and yeah i'm just looking at the scrooge musical i, I feel like i the, the animated one on netflix yeah um that's done at 16 and that's kind of frustrating because I want more people to watch that because Mm -hmm. like you said people are just not giving it a chance yeah yeah a couple that were tough cuts for me I really wanted to include six degrees of Santa because I really enjoyed that one but it didn't quite make the list that's my number 11 uh also uh, a Hollywood Christmas I really liked that a lot but it didn't quite make the cut uh also the uh falling for christmas and the guardians of the galaxy holiday special um those i really enjoyed i really liked meeting mr christmas that was fun but didn't quite make my top 10 uh i enjoyed all of the mysteries on ion but none of them made my top 10 so those are some tough cuts (laughs) mickey saves christmas i you know really enjoyed that uh, but mm. it didn't quite make my top 10. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are some tough cuts. <laughs> tough cuts. One's like um, something from Tiffany's. Like, that was really, like, high expectations as well. Mm. And it just yeah. it just wasn't as good as a lot of the Hallmark and Lifetime offerings. Um, yeah. Looking for Hard was another one that I was really, really excited for. And, it, yeah, it was just way too long. Like, the film itself, it should have been... Mm-hmm you know, like an hour and 15, 20 minutes and it probably would have been yeah. a different experience altogether. <laughs> uh, but how do you feel overall about the Christmas season? Do you think it was overall a good season? I mean, I guess we have yeah. so many we want to include in our top 10. That's good. 
yeah, yeah, I think it was a good season. I will say Lifetime, ugh, I, I did struggle quite a lot with a lot of this slate. And I really do think that they need to sort of go away and think about what the fans are actually, you know, responded to. Uh-huh. Well, particularly the last half of the season. Yeah, uh, yeah there was but, just a lot of acquisitions. Yeah, they started out really strong. And then you had things like the holiday dating guide that mm-hmm. made me sad inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was a All lot right. of just middle of the roads. You know, yeah. nothing really special. You know, I feel like Hallmark are sort of winning a little bit and that they are, you know, I, I just watched A Royal Nanny yesterday. And oh, so that was so I. fun because even though the, the accent was kind of dodgy and it was <laughs> yeah. kind of low budget, it was so fun like to just yeah. watch like a completely different genre of film within the Christmas movie. And they've sort of understood that they can still have a Christmas movie, but just have a completely different vibe. Like, let's do something like a caper, or let's do a, yeah. a family drama, let's do a straight-up comedy, like Call Out the Holly. So, yeah, it's they're sort of understanding that, you know, that they when they have 40 movies, they can do a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to do a variation on the same, you know, <laughs> bunch of tropes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping that the other networks sort of figure that out too. Because I ended up with uh, with three Lifetime movies in my top ten, but they were all early, pretty early. And so, yeah, it definitely feels that way when you have things like, uh, like I said, the Holiday Dating Guide and the very disappointing Kirk Franklin movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was disappointing. Yeah, I've got four, um, but yeah, they were all sort of early. Yeah. Um, I think there's one that was sort of in the middle, but yeah, for the yeah. most part, they're all early. It's interesting. Uh, and we're going to talk. We I asked on Twitter uh, for people to give their uh, their favorites. And uh, so we'll, we'll talk about some of those. Uh, and uh, if you are listening and want to give your list, uh, what you think of our list, then, uh, then yeah, put in the comment section. We always love to hear what people what people enjoyed. So let's dive in. Let's get started. What, Michelle, is your number 10? Uh, my number 10 is A Christmas Spark. Um, oh, I yeah, moved this fun. up a little bit just because um, I had to sort of go away and think about it, but I really, really did enjoy this film and I had high hopes because um, I did watch Dr. Quinn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just the casting alone really excited me. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah you just don't see this type of romance um in these movies you know you don't see a romance between couples kind of more over 40 and if they are over 40 they're not acting like they're over 40 um like yeah (laughs) yeah so holiday dating guide (laughs) yeah Uh. and it was sort of just yeah exactly um yeah so it was just nice to sort of see a, a romance sort of play out by an older couple um, and have the family be so supportive of that. I thought the chemistry was like they didn't skip a beat. You could sort of tell that these two had stayed in each other's lives um, in some capacity yeah. because the chemistry was just mm-hmm. really, really well done. Um, but yeah, overall, it just really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely one that that sort of lived up to the hype. Yeah. And, and then sort of the way that I wanted it to, because there were a few that let me down. <laughs> but Christmas Park didn't. Yeah, that one was a 
really good. That's in my top 20. I, I really liked the fact that they didn't make the daughter like jealous or difficult. You know, she was like, get out of my house. Go, go, go be with Hank. I think his name was Hank. Go be with him. <laughs> was it like was cringing fun. when they yeah. were like, intimate or anything? She was just like, all for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was refreshing and, uh, and felt you know, kind of realistic and then putting on this play and you kind of got busybody women there there which was fun so i agree that one was a fun one i'd watch that again for sure yeah for sure yeah well my number 10 uh is uh, a christmas story christmas is my number 10 i i think they had a very hard task in creating this sequel to this you know beloved movie uh they have already they'd already done i think three sequels that were terrible uh, including a christmas story 2 uh i haven't seen there's one i haven't seen uh but then there's a uh, christmas story 2 which is really bad and then a, a summer story which is also not good uh so you have this kind of track record uh, and I think they did the best that they could. I think I'm not saying it's like a perfect movie, but I was really charmed by it, entertained by it. And I, I think it definitely paid homage to the original in a, in a, uh, a well done way. I think the idea of having Ralphie become a writer was very smart mm-hmm. and it makes sense with the original movie. And uh, I think Julie Haggerty is very smart casting for the mom i think that they are very similar her and melinda dillon are very similar acting uh, actors so that was smart i thought and the ending was really really paid off and was sweet and uh, uh so i i i really enjoyed it and uh, i thought that it kind of captured the warmth and charm of the original film uh, and uh, I I just thought it was a tricky thing, and they did a great job with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, so you got to see this one because we didn't yeah. talk about this one on the on the show. Yeah, it'll pop up again. Ooh, okay, good. That's good. All right. Well, what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is one that you told me to watch, which is Must Love Christmas. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. It was such a like yes. overwhelming like <laughs> swath of people on Twitter that was just like rooting for this movie. <laughs> um, I feel like everybody was like, "You have to watch it. You have to watch it." Um, yeah, I thought it was really, really well done, really smartly well done. Um, and yeah. I was completely shocked that they made the sort of crush character the the sort of like, Caleb that. <laughs> yeah crush from childhood like such a bad guy like oh i was totally shocked i was like oh this is definitely not lifetime this is definitely not not homework i was like oh my god he's like cheating on his wife yeah we never see that yeah that (laughs) was shocking and i can see why that might not be for everybody but i i thought they did such a good job of working the romance novel and her writing the romance novel into the story I thought that worked so well and the uh the the chemistry between her and neil was so good and i i was like i would i would read this article this interview <laughs> this is good yeah yeah and the the sub uh the secondary romance was so good mm-hmm. Love yeah. That. yeah 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 
Um, it's, yeah, it, it's interesting. They sort of took a little bit of like, I don't know, like romance in the stone in the first like section of the movie where she's just yeah. sort of this, this author that writes about these things that she doesn't actually experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they sort of throw her out into the real world. So yeah, yeah. I thought that was done really well. Um, and I feel like they should do that a lot. They should look at, you know, popular books, popular movies, and just sort of apply those things that we sort of love about those movies into these Christmas movies. Because um, this proves that you can do it. You can take kind of older tropes because we're sort of used to seeing the same type of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this felt really fresh. And yeah, having the sort of secondary couple get so much of the the spotlight as well was was really great as well so yeah I really enjoyed this one yeah I have it I have it higher so (laughs) we're talking about it again uh well my number nine is all I didn't want for Christmas uh this uh was on VH1 and uh Gabby Sibide and she was so funny as this woman who's fed up with Christmas she writes this this list of demands to Santa and (laughs) the things start coming true and uh it it I thought it was really funny uh very snarky uh it was a great one for the end of the season when you're feeling a little snarky and I I think that uh that uh I think that Andrew Bushell is a find he is I think so handsome and uh and charming uh and he's in this and Loretta Devine really funny uh her her wig made me laugh uh and uh this one I think was a hidden gem from this year it was it was really funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah oh, well, I, I really that... need to try and find this one <laughs> eventually hopefully it'll come there somehow <laughs> probably like be a premiere next year that's sort of how it works sometimes <laughs> yeah uh, yeah or maybe it'll show up on like one of the services where you can rent it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope days. so. Hopefully, we'll keep an eye out for it. But I thought it was really funny. Ho ho ho! We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. But uh, what do you have at eight? Um, at number eight, I have A Christmas Story Christmas. Um, <laughs> I had like no expectations about this. I think I just had some time and um, I was able to watch it on HBO Max. Um, 
I watched the original maybe once or twice grow up it wasn't like a big part of my childhood um and I didn't even know that there were sequels but yeah I just seen such a like response to this on social media that I was like yeah I'll check it out and I had a lot of fun with it um I was expecting something like super low budget cringy just not mm-hmm. of not well acted and I got the complete opposite <laughs> I thought it was really fun um and I was really impressed with the lead actor I don't know if he's acted much since you know he was a child actor I don't know if he's continued to act his whole life but it must yeah, be he's... such a difficult task to return yeah. to a character that you played when you were a child um like he's done some things he was in uh the um Spider-Man Far From Home movie and a couple other uh i think he was in iron man one of the iron man movies he's done a few things here and there but yeah definitely especially with like i said these other sequels being so bad it had to be kind of nerve-wracking to come back and and uh try to do it again yeah for sure yeah i had a lot of fun for me uh for me in that i think for me last year like eight bit christmas was one of the movies that sort of was full of nostalgia and yeah like this one sort of took the place of that this year but yeah I was really glad I watched it and I would highly recommend it if you haven't seen it already give it a chance yeah yeah it was interesting because I think it was the same weekend or close to the same time that Disenchanted came out and I said that I felt like it was it was interesting to compare the two because one uh took that kind of nostalgia and executed it well and the other disenchanted didn't really do it that well mm. you know it's a tricky thing it's hard to do it's hard mm. to do so that's why it's so nervous when you get like a sequel that comes out like 10 years after the original you're just like oh <laughs> yeah this is gonna be rough or amazing right <laughs> no middle ground. yeah well my number eight is spirited the mm. musical I thought it was really fun. I loved the songs. It's a little, little too long. It's a little bloated. I admit that, but I still had an overall really good time with it. I loved the uh, choreography. Uh, the big routines were so fun. Uh, I thought that you, know, you can feel the chemistry between Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. And so, you know, it's really a story about friendship in the mm-hmm. end. And uh, so overall I really enjoyed it like Octavia Spencer getting to be the romantic lead was fun and she was probably the best singer of the three leads and she did a good job and uh, so overall I just had a lot of fun with it mm-hmm. yeah yeah I've got it higher <laughs> ah okay good all right uh so what is your number seven uh, my number seven is Saving Christmas Spirit um I had to put this on my list because we have had so many awful um, Scottish-themed uh, Christmas movies, and yeah. this one was one of the best ones so far. So I was like, I have to put it somewhere, so I'm just going to put it in the middle. Um, that is available in the US now, so yeah, definitely go watch okay. it. The scenery is incredible. I feel like they, they executed what you sort of want from a Scottish-themed Christmas movie. Um, it is very tropey, and it doesn't really sort of reinvent the wheel or anything, but I really enjoyed it um and I thought that just did an amazing job and the chemistry was really uh well done um so yeah 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 I remember this seven. one I haven't I haven't seen it mm-hmm. so I'll have to check it out yeah I'll have to catch up on it uh, mm-hmm. 
But that makes sense. Well, my number seven is another one that we didn't cover because I covered it on the HBO Max episode uh, is Holiday Harmony. Okay. I, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, great chemistry. Annalise has such a beautiful voice. Uh, and uh, it was very heartwarming. And Brooke Shields is fun in it. And uh, and you get like a little bit of spice, <laughs> which we don't get a lot of times in these movies. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, it was my number seven. Is that the one to... with, um, uh, Jeremy Sumter? Yes. Yes. Who I was, I don't think I'd ever seen before. Oh, you've not seen Peter Pan? Oh yeah. Okay. You mean it's like the most famous role. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that. I forgot. But I haven't seen it as an adult. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. was so weird to watch it. He's such an like an iconic um part that that Peter Pan part. Like I've never. It's sort of weird when you see them sort of grow up. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he turned up on Friday Night Lights and one of the later seasons, and I was like, it was mind boggling. I couldn't get my head around it. I was like, this is so weird. Yeah, that's how I always feel about Amy Tea Garden. Uh-huh. When I, when I see her, I'm like, Julie, Julie. <laughs> All right. Well, what is your number six? Uh, my number six is Merry Texmas. Um, I absolutely love this movie. Um, it is definitely one that will be on the on the rotation. Um, it will not be getting deleted. I will just like constantly watch this one. Yeah. Um, it's just a complete surprise. Um, I do think it's a little bit disappointing that the the ADR sort of. Uh, like affected so much of the the sort of reaction to it um, yeah. initially, um, especially because it, it is really um, predominant in the beginning of the movie. But I feel like once it sort of settles down, um, I I didn't really notice it as much. Um, so I will say, if you sit down and watch it, and that sort of puts you off, just like stick with it. Um, it's so worth it. Like the chemistry is so good in this movie. Um, it does something completely different. It shows you something completely different when it comes to what you're used to seeing visually when it comes to Christmas. Um, and yeah, if you like family dramas and just family sort of scenes and, and all of that sort of fun stuff, um, this movie sort of has it in droves. Um, yeah, it's such a good movie. Yeah, it's so good. I have that higher. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, it is a bummer about the ADR thing because it, the script was so solid and uh, and well done and it was so charming on so many levels that that it's a shame when something like that it's a shame when something like that impacts the enjoyment of the film really yeah is. and I, I just really hope that they sort of see the fan reaction to this and they mm-hmm. like snap up these actors and use them again because yeah it would be so disappointed <laughs> and the writer as well like the writer did mm-hmm. such an amazing job. Yeah, I definitely want to have the writer on one of these days. Uh, and I, I love the fact that it was, I'm talking with Rodrigo and Ariana, that they, that was their kind of choice when they're doing the read-through to make a lot of it Spanish, that that wasn't the initial script. But as they were talking, they're like, that's the only thing that makes sense. So to have it be bilingual is really rare, even in a feature film. It's, you hardly ever see that. And uh, it was very refreshing. Yeah, I, I think for me as well, it wasn't that much of a hurdle for me because I do watch a lot of yeah. subtitled things that I try to sort of mm-hmm. not uh, stay away from dubbing as much as I can. Um, yeah. 
wasn't that me difficult too. for me and I've always got subtitles on now now that I watch so much subtitled stuff I just leave it on constant mm-hmm. um but yeah it definitely once it's sort of you, you see a, a couple of scenes it's not that much of a hurdle to, to get it over yeah um, and, it, and it's so it, worth it it adds so much to the actual scenes yeah it really did and uh, I I find it helps me to watch with the subtitles just because it it my brain is more engaged mm-hmm. uh we so even if i don't like need it for the language i i 99 of the time i i watch with the subtitles on mm-hmm. at home yeah well my number six is one from up tv and that we have not covered on the podcast yet actually it's um santa's got style is my I really want to six. see this <laughs> i need to find a way to see this yes I mean, it's totally ridiculous, but it's, that's part of the fun of it. You know, Mm -hmm. they lean into the, the ridiculous nature of it that she doesn't realize her best friend is, uh, is this Santa's got style, style and Santa. And, uh, and, uh, you know, she's friend zoned Franco, which just seems insane. (laughs) How could you do that? (laughs) Uh, but, uh, it's just one of those movies that knows what it is and executes it well. It's it's a really fun and silly, and uh, I, I I really enjoyed the ending. I really enjoyed uh, Franco was great as both uh, Ethan and Rafe as their names. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it was just it was a hoot. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I keep seeing the poster everywhere and I'm just like I can't imagine what this movie's like. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Do you know it's, it's one of those ones where I'm just like, I can't even imagine yeah. what well, the vibe and, of this is. And Brian Sills is in it, who's in Ranger Day's Homecoming. He's so <laughs> funny. Uh he he's a like a security guard in that and he was really great. I hope I get to interview him uh, in the new year because I just think he's always, he always elevates anything he's in. This is really, really funny. And uh, it's, again, a movie that knows it's silly. It knows that this is ridiculous, this premise. that <laughs> She wouldn't recognize her best friend with just a beard on. But And I guess originally they were going to do it <clears throat> like Mrs. Doubtfire with like prosthetics and stuff. Gosh. But uh, yeah, but they changed it to, uh, to just the beard, and uh, <laughs> so I loved it. It was hilarious. Uh, but uh, what is your number five? Uh, my number five is Well City for Christmas. Oh. Again, another like such a winner from from Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Totally unexpected um pretty much a perfect movie <laughs> like yeah if you're going to point to like a perfect christmas movie a perfect christmas tv movie this is it like there's nothing that i would change about it it exceeded pretty much all expectations yeah. actors that i've never seen before that were just incredible writer that i've never seen any of her movies before mm-hmm. but yeah this just completely like it it's sort of anytime i sort of felt like i knew what was going to happen it sort of corrected and did something different yeah um so yeah just like such a one and I was listening to your your interview with the writer um 
yesterday. So mm-hmm. yesterday, yeah, I was yeah. listening to it yesterday. And such a good like insight to how you go about making one of these movies, um, and just sort of the learning process and yeah. everything that goes into making these. Everybody thinks mm-hmm. it's so simple to just sit yeah. down and write a Christmas movie, and it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it was interesting too because she, you could tell, she is kind of coming at this from an outsider perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, and I talked to her about like, did you know that this is unusual that like having four kisses and and uh, and things like that that they she was like, no, I you know I didn't know, and so I think that that allows it to be really fresh when you have uh, a new voice uh, that I mean she'd done a couple, but uh, this was her first hit, I would say, and uh, and yeah, Mercedes is so good. Franco was so dream dreamy in it and there's so many great scenes uh yeah i have it also higher (laughs) today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by w rated the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies join me daisy and me claire as we break down the imdb bottom 100 choosing a different film from the list every episode we take a deep dive into the plot production release and reviews usually with a special guest to uncover if these films are truly as bad as everyone says they are you can find us on spotify apple good pods and anywhere else you find your podcasts My number yeah. five is one we did kind of an emergency podcast on because we we loved it so much and we invited our friend Terry on and it's Walton's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved this. I wish it would become a series. I would watch it. I loved the family. I loved them helping and end up adopting Red. That was so sweet. And uh, I, I don't know, I just found it heartwarming and wonderful. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's even better than last year, which I enjoyed last year's a lot too. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely had to make my top five. Yeah, it was so good. I, I'm so worried about what's happening with, um, with the CW. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I'd be so disappointed if we don't get another one of these. Um, I feel like they sort of struck gold with this cast. Yeah. Um, and it would just be so, it'd be so gutting to sort of see that go away. Um, it takes, it's sort of a miracle if you get a, an ensemble show and it's as perfect as this. <laughs> it's such a hard thing. Yeah. Um, when it's all of the characters, I feel like they're cast so well, written so well. It's written in a way that you don't have to really know anything about the Waltons, um, which is such a hard task. Yeah. Um, but yeah, such yeah. a good film. And I, I I really feel like they could get that one calls the heart audience. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, with that, with just a little bit of marketing with her, I, I think that you could definitely get it. And I don't know, there were just so many endearing parts of the movie that made me cry. And uh and so i i'm not familiar with the waltons but honestly i enjoyed this so much it made me want to go back and you know watch the original show uh if i if i had time to watch television which I yeah don't but Sometimes i look at things and then i think oh we've got like we've got heartland coming up i can't commit to like <laughs> another show i know uh, uh all right well what do you have it for uh number four i've got spirited um 
so fun. Yeah. I feel like this is like the funnest movie that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, like the sort I mean, if you're a fan of musicals and you like these actors and you're a fan of, you know, Pasek and Paul, then it's just a complete winner. Um, it does exactly what you expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the unexpected thing is, like you said, that it's more about a friendship than anything else. Um, and, yeah. And a, in, in a year of sort of the Christmas Carol, this one definitely did something really unique and different and fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is definitely one that I will watch over and over again. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely planning on watching it again before the new year. And the songs are so catchy. I mean, this thing, Pasek and Paul, they are just so great at making really catchy songs that you mm-hmm. just want to like dance to. And they, this is definitely no exception. Yeah, we've had a few movies with songs in them this year, but it's, you know, all across the networks. And I feel like this is the only one where I could actually say, I actually know the songs. <laughs> I can yeah. listen to them over and over again and not get sick of them. And not yeah. a lot of them just I find a little bit cringy and a little bit ugh, overproduced and mm. just unlistenable for me. But yeah, this one definitely won. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I I'm not like a huge hip hop person, so I think maybe that's part of it for me with some of these arrangements. But uh, but. And but I did like the music in Spirited, and I really liked the music in Holiday Harmony. So I think those were the for me those were the music standouts. For mm-hmm. me. Uh, all right. Well, what is your? Let's see. Did I lose place? Your so Spirit is your number four, right? My number four. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So my number four is Ranger Games Homecoming. Pretty much these four. I think I gave the all perfect or close to perfect scores for uh a reindeer games homecoming so good i absolutely love the chemistry between sarah drew and justin bruning uh when he's literally like begging her to give him another chance like that was so swoon worthy that scene and uh, and you know the the games were fun enjoyable uh but it was really the the time we got to spend with the two of them uh, mm-hmm. was so good and uh and i like the fact that they aren't gonna let them living in different places stop them they're like we'll figure it out and i'm like that's exactly what you would do <laughs> um <laughs> i brian sills is great in this as well he's really funny as uh, her kind of pff uh yeah he storms over there after uh after their big uh she has a big kiss he's like i've i've lived across from you through i've seen every doorstep goodbye since you were uh your whole life (laughs) you think i was gonna miss this one that was really cute and yeah it was just really a really good christmas Mm -hmm. rom-com yeah so i have it at four yeah i've got it higher (laughs) yeah all right uh what do you have at three um, so at number three, I have The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse by Charlie Mackesy. Um, so this was a Christmas special um, in the UK. It's like on BBC. Um, it's based on his really like hugely successful book from a couple of years ago. I think it was 2019, but it mm-hmm. really took off during the pandemic. Um, oh. 
he was massive on social media. He would do these sort of little sketches of his characters, the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse, um, where they were just sort of like affirmations or just little like messages about like messages about depression and anxiety and I feel like during the pandemic it just meant a lot to a lot of people um and let's say the book was hugely successful like I got it as a Christmas present I think a lot of people got them as Christmas presents and yeah they adapt it's hard because the book you can sort of open it to any page it's not a story per se you can just like I've got it in my hands right now so if I just like open it at a random page um, there's just like a picture of all of the characters sitting together and there's just a quote beneath it saying nothing beats kindness said the horse it sits quietly beyond all things and that is sort of the book you just sort of pick it up open it look at it you know read what's on that page and put it back down again um, and that's sort of how I went about reading it so it's like how do you go about adapting that into a story um, and it's not a very long special it's you know I think about half an hour um, but they sort of made it about the boy trying to find home um, and he sort of encounters um, the different characters. He meets the, the mole first, then he meets the horse, so he meets the fox and then the horse. Um, and you have incredible actors voicing those characters like Tom Hollander, Edis Elba, uh, mm. Gabriel Byrne. Um, and it's just the sweetest thing. It's like such a beautiful, like subtle way to get messages like this across and it's not saccharine or you know forced in any way it's just like incredibly sweet like it just brings you to tears because it's so simple the animation is so simple and the way they took Charlie's drawings and animated them is just so beautiful and I think you as an animation fan it would be really interesting to hear what you you think of it um mm, it sounds so good i saw i knew you told me about it but i didn't have i didn't end up watching it uh finding it but uh just definitely follow on social media because as soon as i can get to it i will definitely post my thoughts because uh, it sounds great uh, and it's not like christmas themed but as a winter sort of setting um mm-hmm. so and, and you know it's nothing sort of Christmas about it but the message is very much what Christmas stands for um it's about kindness and supporting one another and you know family and whatever you know shape that takes for you um mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's just the sweetest thing oh, um and just like so the, good. yeah and just like the book I think it will be one something I return to and I will be shocked if we don't get another one of these next year um i love animated specials at christmas uh i mean like i said i almost had mickey saves christmas on the list i really enjoyed that with the stop motion uh mickey that was so cute uh but i but yeah i love i love animation i mean obviously all year but it's really fun there's a fun tradition of animated films at at christmas yeah and there was also like a special about charlie um on bbc2 sort of coinciding with it the special and it just sort of took you through him you know creating the drawings and then sort of taking off on social media and then sort of springing that into the the animated uh movie and Mm -hmm. you see people like um oh god what's his name the guy that did um love actually oh um, davis uh, right 
Richard is it Richard Davis is that it it's something like that yeah something like that yeah like him sort of being a voice of encouragement and then you have people like J.J. Abrams who was such a big fan of the book who actually produced the special so yeah Richard it's, Curtis it's, Richard Curtis, Curtis yeah. yeah so he's like one of Charlie's best friends and really encouraged him to to make the special um because Charlie really struggled with the success of the book um, he didn't mm. quite know how to like go from someone who was completely unknown um, to now in his later life having this massive, massive success. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have you know interviews with like JJ Abrams, who's the producer, and yeah, it was just really interesting to see it. Yeah, the actual like animation being built out. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that's, that's available cool. to watch outside of the UK, but definitely check that out and check out the special. It's so special. That's cool. Well, my number three is Mary Textmas. So we already talked about it a little bit, but I loved the whole premise of this. I thought it was so charming and sweet of him being kind of welcomed into the accidentally added into the group chat and then being welcomed into the family. I thought it had a lot of really swoonworthy scenes, like when they're dancing. Uh, and uh, I loved uh, the unique things to Owaka. Mexico like the radish sculptures and breaking the plates things like that was really fun I I thought that they had a they had great chemistry and I really enjoyed getting to talk to both Ariana and Rodrigo that was super fun and I would love to see them in more stuff I love the bilingual uh it was just really special it was really special and I hope more people find it and and check it out because it was one of my favorites of the whole season so, mm-hmm. yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Hard to come up with new things. Uh, and uh, so, like I said, these, these radish sculptures, breaking the plates, the the street parade, the, mm-hmm. that whole um, fire truck thing that they're on. And she teaches him vessel, which was so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's frustrating when you have people say that all these movies are the same and it's like no yeah. they're not you get these special ones that come along every year yeah um, it's just finding them it's just when you have networks that release so many it's hard to sort of yeah we need to do the hard work and watch the that's what that but that's when things get exciting is when you find that one that that's the diamond in the rough the the hidden gem it's very exciting so all right. Well, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is This is Christmas. Um, I really like was completely shocked by this movie. Um, looking at the poster, I just thought it was going to be like a typical rom-com 
um even the sort of description sort of leads you to think that but uh-huh. for me that the rom-com part of it was kind it's of like the part error. that I enjoyed the, the least yeah for me it was just about all of the commuters and the sort of interconnective uh, how easy it is to talk to people at Christmas and that comes across really well um and I thought all of the friendships and all of the relationships that developed throughout the movie between all of the commuters was the really special part of this movie um you know I think the relationship mm-hmm. between Timothy Spall's character and the young boy Dean was just really special and really sweet um but yeah, yeah. I, I will say the romance itself you know it is what it is you know but it, it just didn't quite I feel like because both of them were in relationships it sort of made me not invested in the actual relationship early on um I would have preferred it if they ended both of those relationships in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so I that agree. they could really, really build on that sort of chemistry. Um, but yeah, for me, I just love these big sort of ensemble movies. And I feel yeah. like they really should have promoted it as that. Um, because that was really refreshing for me. Yeah, I had this at 13. This did definitely had some of the best acting of the season, I would say really stand out all the performances and it was very sweet and endearing and uh, you definitely got those community vibes that you want in a movie like this i really enjoyed it it was it was very good so yeah it was one of those tough cuts (laughs) don't definitely get like something this sweet from the uk (laughs) not on such a big budget there's always like some sort of sarcasm or cynicism Uh um and that just wasn't that didn't exist in this movie yeah. which was actually kind of refreshing yeah. within itself <laughs> that's true that's true uh well my number two is must love christmas i just thought this script was so great uh i loved the secondary romance i loved the way it kind of talked about uh the tropes of romance novels and damsel in distress and things like that the banter was so good i thought uh, yeah, I mean, it is shocking with Nate, especially an, an actor as likable as Nathan Vitti <clears throat> to have him be a philanderer, you know, was shocking. But uh, but I was willing to accept that because of that. Everything else was so well done. So, so good. And uh, so it, it was it was really, really strong, I thought. Yeah, agreed. Such yeah. a good film. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I watched that movie and then I watched what's the movie I watched last night and there was like a kiss at like minute 17 I was like this is the year of just jaw dropping moments <laughs> for me in terms of them just doing yeah. like yeah. I'm just like what is happening <laughs> was that was it the um Maple Valley yeah 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 that was so shocking <laughs> so early <laughs> well all right here it is the big moment what's your number one well my number one is reindeer games homecoming um i moved this around a little bit but i didn't ever put it lower than uh number three um i just feel like everything about this movie works and i feel like um when it comes to lifetime movies like sarah drew is their most it's probably one of their biggest assets. Yeah. Um, she just came in and just completely understood these movies so quickly mm-hmm. to the point that she has now written one of the best ones they've ever put out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like so many of these movies, there's such a... A lot of them have, you know, 
family members that have passed away. Um, it's normally parents or spouses, and sometimes they handle it well, other times they don't. Um, and I feel like the grief in this movie is done so well to the point where it's like, it's not sort of shied away from. It's really sort of at the forefront um, and yeah. is dealt with in such a, a powerful way, but also in a way that doesn't take away from the enjoyment of the movie. Um, yeah. And also the chemistry between Sarah and Justin. I mean, they've worked together so much um, from... Grey's Anatomy to the movie last year to this one mm-hmm. like they've just sort of built on that chemistry um they sort yeah. of recognize that people really are really drawn to them together um and I really love that they've sort of committed to <laughs> to working together um but yeah and I thought the concept is I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of the the games part of it because yeah. a lot of the games I was like I don't understand how this is a game <laughs> I don't yeah. understand it's yeah, true but, yeah, but for overall, I just think it is a near perfect, like my perfect Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's so well acted as well. Like the acting is beyond what you see on these uh, in these movies normally. Um, yeah, and that scene where he's begging, please, 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 <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, and the kiss, the, all of the kisses yeah. were incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just <laughs> the way that they they actually go about her, you know, deciding to go back to medical school and uh-huh. going about his career and them just being adults about it and be like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that was very spoon-worthy. Very, said, very, very. Like, probably like a millionaire effort to believe his career as what it say- he says it is. Like, he can go wherever he wants. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and uh, it's not like something, like a movie, for instance, is, a, you know, it's only eight weeks, maybe. You know, depending mm-hmm. on the the movie it's, it's not like it's a long commitment so they can figure it out yeah there it was great it was really good uh well my number one it will be no surprise to anybody my number one is well suited for christmas i thought this was a perfect script it was so well done the way their relationship built uh over mm-hmm. the course of the story uh how she put in so many uh swoonworthy uh moments like when he's when she's measuring him and he says that uh he finds her uh um irresistible and then the kiss in the middle of the movie was so good and then they still have to kind of work together and she tries on that she tries the the suit on that she'd been working on this flower suit and you can see his like look in his eyes like oh my gosh and then she says she hates it and he's like oh that's good <laughs> um i love the whole scene when uh he brings her chinese uh and there's they're surrounded by christmas trees and uh, their chemistry it was so good i thought they built up both of the characters really well i loved both of these actors so good and uh, I loved the whole scene where uh, maybe I just like looking at you was perfect. That was like a perfect moment of romantic comedy writing right there. Uh, isn't it nice uh, when we know we have someone, uh, someone looking out for us? And uh, I mean, it was, it was so good. And I loved the ending. I that whole dance when they're dancing and. And he basically says, you know, trying to extricate myself from 
from a well-worn public image or whatever. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, I know what extricate means. <laughs> it was so good. I loved her parents in the movie. I thought they were great. I liked the way they worked in her uh, culture and the way he became attached to her parents. I liked uh, um, all the side characters were great. So it was just the best thing I saw this whole. I mean, I, I would honestly say this is maybe one of the best movies. If I was including TV movies in my just best of the year period, I would probably include this because I just think it was it was one of the best things I saw as a film critic in all of 2022 was well suited for Christmas. It was so good. Yeah. I feel like for <laughs> me, when it comes to like rom-coms, when you look at all of the studio releases, not that the honestly can't remember any this year yeah um <laughs> um I, I honestly think well City for christmas and holly the holly is probably the best to like proper like traditional rom-coms that i've seen this year they're so yeah, good i mean so funny of, yeah both of those are definitely better than there was ticket to paradise there was the lost city i mean which i enjoyed marry me i enjoyed uh but i would still put both of those over all three of those yeah for sure yeah mm-hmm. i really like the lost city but the other two are just sort of forgetful and mm-hmm. yeah these <laughs> these life theme movies and hallmark movies are definitely way better than, <laughs> than yeah. those ones but i'm excited that we're getting romantic comedies again because mm-hmm. i missed i missed them yep for That's sure for sure let's let's go over our list and number one i have well suited for christmas number two must love christmas number three merry textmas four reindeer games homecoming five a walton's thanksgiving six santa's got style seven holiday harmony eight spirited nine all i didn't want for christmas and number 10 a christmas story christmas uh my number one is reindeer games homecoming this is christmas is number two number three the boy the mole the fox and the horse number four spirited number five well suited for christmas Number six, Merry Texmas. Number seven, Saving Christmas Spirit. Number eight, A Christmas Story Christmas. Number nine, Must Love Christmas. Number 10, A Christmas Spark. Very good. Very good. Oh, and we got we got some answers uh, on Twitter uh, from fans of what their favorites were. So I'll read some of those. So Georgia uh, Mecatalo says, uh, Prince and the Prince and Popper Christmas. So that was one of those Ion Mysteries. Uh, well suited for Christmas and the 12 days of Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, Digicate, she says, Spirited, I will not shut up about Spirited, no matter how much people want me to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see here. Um, Ken Kessler says, Spirited, Guardians of the Galaxy, and A Christmas Story Christmas. Uh, waiting in the pumpkin patch says baking all the way well suited for christmas and the 12 days of christmas eve um and our friend terry she says falling for you the case of the christmas diamond and which was one of the ion ones and holly and the hot chocolate which was the qvc one which was actually pretty good it was pretty funny uh uh, let's see niner girl six says merry kiss cam a christmas spark and spirited our friend ann says well suited for christmas santa's got style and reindeer games homecoming so it's very solid picks 
Uh, Mary says, well suited for Christmas reindeer games and six degrees of Santa. So those are good. Um, and let's see here. Our friend Megan says Christmas story Christmas. Uh, let's see here. Amy Parker says Christmas in the Pines, the Christmas retreat and something from Tiffany's. Um, Lillian has this as the Noel diary falling for Christmas. And uh, we've got a couple other spirited Christmas story, Christmas falling for Christmas. So, and that one falling for Christmas, I, uh, shoot, I lost it. Where is it? Falling for Christmas. I had in my top 20, I did enjoy it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I'm, I've still got to watch the Netflix ones. <laughs> That's uh, the yeah. only one that I sort of missed out on was yeah. Netflix. So thanks so much for everybody that responded on Twitter. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. And uh, this has been such a fun experience, Michelle. Thank you so much. I know it was a lot of work, uh, especially with how busy you've been with your job. And I just really appreciate all the time that you put into watching all these movies every week. So thank you. Oh, I've said so much fun. Um, it was going to be way too long in between um heartland season so i'm glad yes. we had like a little mini project yeah. um i don't think i've ever watched so many movies in such a short a short period of time before um but yeah it was so fun and i'm yeah. really I like i feel like we just like accomplished a lot in such a short space of time yeah I and mean, we really did i mean i have to add up well i mean i guess uh let's see uh, well there's i have I watched 83 non-Hallmark Christmas movies, but some of those were like on the HBO Max special or, you know, some, they weren't all with you, but still we had a good, like probably 60 movies that we covered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very grateful. And uh, if people want to follow you on social media, how do they do that? Um, on Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Right. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, except for Facebook. We still are on Facebook. Don't look there. But everywhere else, yes. <laughs> you can find me and on Rod Tomatoes. Uh, so check that out and make sure you're following the podcast at Homework's Pod, Homework's Podcast. And uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. It helps people to find the podcast. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which, uh, which is a lot of fun and the best way that you can support us. And we, we have some really fun watch alongs coming up. So you definitely want to be a part of that. And then we have our merch store, which has lots of fun designs. So please take a look at that and uh, thanks everybody. And we'll wish you all a Merry Christmas. Bye everyone. Merry Bye, Christmas. Everyone. Merry Christmas.